We got Dennis Lynn from The Athletic with us, that's why. And I want to talk with Dennis. He's a very good dude, and I appreciate him coming on. He's covering the Major League Baseball draft. Dennis, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. Just uh, standing outside at Peckle Park, uh, enjoying the... Nice breeze out here. How are you guys? We're well, Dennis. Well, I'll see you down there in a little while, uh, coming down for the ball game a little later. But uh, talk a little bit about the Padres' first pick, and we just watched it on the television a little while ago, but didn't hear any comments about uh, Ryan Weathers. And uh, I imagine that the, uh, they've talked to the media, Andy Green, et cetera. What what are the Padres saying about their pick? Well, they haven't officially talked about him yet, but uh, there's obviously uh, quite a bit out there leading up to the draft about. About this guy, he's the son of David Weathers. I'm sure you guys might have mentioned that already. Uh, 19 year, a 19-year uh, big league veteran. Uh, his dad, so he's definitely got know-how. Uh, some uh, some people say he might be the most pro ball ready high school pitcher in the country. So that's that's interesting. After uh, they picked Mackenzie Gore last year, a guy you figure arrives quickly. Uh, this is another guy, kind of in a similar mode. Maybe face better competition. Uh, might have a slightly lower ceiling just because his body's kind of maxed out already, but uh, it's a guy who's really competitive and knows how to pitch, apparently. Well, you think uh, that they thought Weathers was even going to be on the board at this time, uh, Dennis? From I know you did a lot of pre-draft stuff. We had heard about the kid Libertor over in Arizona. We heard about Cole Wynn, who just uh, went with the 15th overall pick to uh, Texas. Uh, uh, do you really think that this was the guy they were honing in on, or were there a couple of other guys they were thinking about? Yeah, I think if you look at uh, the mock drafts that were out there, a lot of the projections for the first six picks at least, that was mostly college college guys, uh, and that's mostly how it played out. So when it got to number seven, they would most likely have their pick of high school pitchers, and this was definitely a guy who they were discussing. I know Liverpool was another guy they were discussing, but uh, of course money always plays into the draft, especially these days, and maybe he's a guy who signs under slot, and they feel like they can save some money there, and go over slot with uh, their next pick. So uh, that's a big consideration. But I, I think all along, uh, number seven was a spot for him. And if Potters didn't pick him, uh, maybe he would slide down quite a bit. So maybe that's why they felt like they could get a you know a bargain uh, relatively here and uh, move on. But, of course, they also like him. So a lot of factors to play here. But he's a guy who's again, knows how to pitch. And I think they like his athleticism, uh, his, uh, his mom, uh, actually, I think is third all time on Belmont University's women's basketball uh, scoring list. So that's kind of interesting as well. Ah, Dennis Lynn is with us from the Athletic. That's the only information. That's the kind of insight you only get from the <laughs> from the Athletic. Dennis Lynn is with us. Uh, uh, he was the National Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, according to what I'm looking at here. So he's got some credentials in that regard. Dennis, let me ask you, uh, do you just in general, and this is kind of your own opinion, but do you, do you like the drafting of high school kids or do you think it's riskier to take high school kids than it is to take kids coming out of college? Well, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for that high upside guy, you're going to most likely go with a high school uh, you know, draft pick. And that always various pick to pick, but you know, if you look at the Padres' draft patterns, they've gone mostly 50-50 um, overall since uh, A.J. Preller came aboard, and uh, with some of those early split picks, they've shown they're not afraid at all to go with high school guys, and if you look at his front office, Logan White, who uh, used to run the draft for the Dodgers for a long time, take Clayton Kershaw, and a lot of other guys for them, he's uh, he's shown a propensity to take high school guys, so 
if you're looking to make uh, impact picks on guys who potentially win championships for you, you're going to lean toward high school guys. Um, but, again, it's a crapshoot for basically the entire process. So you just don't know. But with the Padres and their farm system, it's stacked. So they probably feel like they can take a risk here. Hey, Dennis, uh, Chris and I were talking a little bit earlier about Mackenzie Gore, their first-round pick a year ago. And could you kind of give us an update on him? Because not, you know, with a high school guy, you want to go slow. And I know he hasn't even won a professional game yet, but I know he's also had some injuries. Could you kind of give us an update on his progress and what their plan is for him? Yeah, so the last thing I heard, uh, he's on a deal right now with um, a blister. I believe it's on his middle finger of his thrown hand. And it's not the first time he's dealt with it. He's, uh, you know, I've basically had these blister issues since last summer uh, after he got drafted and got out to Arizona uh, to the complex. And the initial thinking there was this guy's never had blister issues before. The change of climate from humid uh, North Carolina to very dry Arizona. Um, and sometimes the other way around, if guys, guys going to dry, you know, to humid climates and developing blisters. But, um, that, that was some of the thinking there. So they, they're not overly concerned, but this is, I think, the second time just this season he's been on a deal with it. So that's kind of, uh, kind of worrisome. But at the same time, if you're going to have an injury this early in your career, I think blisters are relatively, uh, you know, safe as far as injuries go. So he's, uh, I believe he might have thrown a bullpen session recently. I'm not entirely sure on that, but they're just working to knock out the blister issues right now and get him back on the mound. Dennis Lynn from The Athletic uh, is with us here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Dennis, uh, for Padre fans just in general, as this draft goes along and they have a couple of more picks coming up soon, is there any area at all that they really need to fill? Or, or are they so set pretty much everywhere that they can just kind of go and just get more and more talent in this draft this time around? Well, if there's one position on a farm system people might say might be a little bit uh, – weak or shallow, I think. Third base is one that comes to mind. Although they have so many shortstops in the system, you figure at some point some of those guys are going to move off. Third base is a lot of times a logical destination for guys like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they always go with the proverbial best player available. Um, they never really said, oh, we're just going to draft for deep. I think that's kind of a foolish avenue for any organization, uh, to be honest. So um, they're just, they just kind of, you know, try to stockpile talent and uh, – sort it out later, but uh, for right now, I think the system has so many prospects that they're pretty well covered if you want to look at it that way, um, position-wise. So I would say they're just going for the highest upside guys and guys who might make a you know big impact at the major league level if they make it. Hey, uh, jumping off the draft, let's talk a little bit about this ball club. They're 5-2 and two on the homestand right now. What are you seeing out of this Padre ball club uh, uh, analysis-wise? Well, it's a bit tough to gauge because they've been playing such a tough schedule early in the season, uh, arguably the toughest in the division. And then they get two teams that uh, are pretty much at the bottom of the standings into the Reds and the, uh, the Marlins, and they did what they should have done against those teams. Um, uh, they, they hit better. They, they've been pitching pretty well. They kept that up. So it's tough to evaluate uh, just you know how far along they've come when they're playing teams like that all of a sudden. I think the, the Braves will be a good test. Because the Braves uh, obviously have a lot of young talent that's producing right now and performing. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, it's just it's just a reminder that, you know, it's a long season. I, I don't think anyone still expects Padres to make any kind of run in the division, but uh, improvements can be made. You look at uh, Travis Jankowski going down to AAA to start the season, coming back up, and doing well. Manny Margot looks like he's turning the corner a little bit, and uh, other guys are coming around. Um, but 
I think uh, they're still in full-on evaluation mode, aside from Eric Osmond guys are being evaluated as far as their futures for the organization. Very interesting stuff. Hey, Dennis, thanks again for the time. As always, appreciate it. I know you're always busy before ball game. These guys are always hard at work whenever I get to the press box. Like five hours in that front row, bearing down. He's five hours before the game. He's down there typing away on stuff. I, I, I hate to interrupt him. I appreciate you joining us, Dennis. I'll see you down there at the ballpark. All right, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Coach. I'll see you guys later. All right, All right thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Yeah, these guys work hard. <laughs> he works hard. Oh, these. Beaver- I get there for the pregame show like seven hours before the game. Dennis get- Lynn's there.